Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. She's an entrepreneur, author, and success coach. Let's welcome Gail Wood. How are you doing today, Gail? I am doing great. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, uh, it's great to have you on. So, yeah, I'd like to get started by asking you to uh, please share your story. How did you get started in becoming an entrepreneur? Well, I think it really goes back to just me not liking to be told what to do. So at an early age, when I was 19, I decided that I would just go to massage school and work for myself doing massages. And that kind of um, was the beginning of my journey. Of course, when I finished massage school is when my learning really began because the clients did not come out of the woodwork. <laughs> And I had to, you know, go back to working for other people and figure out like, what are all these things I don't know? So of course that was things like how to run a business and marketing. And, but I knew all along that that was my ultimate goal. And um, when I was about 25, I, I gave it another go and started my business doing massages in people's homes then I got the opportunity to open a business in a, in a little shopping center and it just kind of grew from there. Um, I had that business for about five years and I ended up selling that when I had my second child and going back to work in, in another spa and just really always having that niggling feeling like I want to do my own thing. Um, I didn't have the cash to start another massage business. So I started seeing people selling PDFs and planners and books online. And I thought, you know, I, I think I could do that as well. And so kind of just one thing after another, and I've been online for 10 years now. Um, and I went fully all in on my online business in 2016. So that's kind of the overview <laughs> got it so it all really started when you were young you hated being told what to do which is seems to be a common thing among many entrepreneurs they really hate having other bosses tell them what to do and so 19 went to massage school and you finish it but then you realize clients were not easy to come by and which is what happens to a lot of people when they start off uh, their own business um they think it's going to be smooth sailing People are going to flock to them and they realize it's not so easy. So you want to go back to work. You learned a lot of different things, a lot about marketing and other stuff. And then at 25, you went back to doing massage. You started in people's homes and mm -hmm. then uh, you went to a center. You ran this business for five years and then you stopped it. You sold it when you had your second child. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you eventually went back to working online because you realized you could sell different things online. And that's what you've been doing for the past 10 years. So uh, what you show is that entrepreneurs can vary in what they do. They can start doing one thing, then they can go do something else. But they still have the entrepreneurial juices flowing in them. 
So you've been doing this for the past uh, 10 years and you've never looked back. And I assume uh, life's been good the past 10 years, right? Oh, well, it's been good, but that doesn't mean it hasn't been without its challenges, certainly. <laughs> so I think there's always, there's always ups and downs and that that bit of the unknown and uncertainty, even from month to month, you know, will, will I make the amount of sales I want to make this month? Will my income be where I want it to be? Um, and, you know, over time, I've had various memberships and different things in place with recurring monthly revenue, which is, in my opinion, the way to go. So I closed those programs down. They were things that I felt like, you know, I'm done with this. They've run their course. Um, I'm ready to do new things. So I'm kind of in an in-between period right now where I'm working on building my income streams back up and just, you know, hustling really to, to sell books and, and products and, um, keep the ship afloat, pay my virtual assistant, all that good stuff. <laughs> Got it. And, and, and that's true. Entrepreneurs do go through those things. They go through these challenges. They go through ups and downs. They go through their good times and good, they go through their bad times. It's not always steady income. If you want a steady income, you should really stick with a job because you're going to get that same paycheck every week or every two weeks. Um, yeah, when you're an entrepreneur, you may have some great months and then you may have some months that are, let's say, let's say not so great. And their challenges, their adversities, especially in the beginning, there are so many things you got to overcome, um, especially when a lot of people don't know you and you really don't have that credibility and reputation. But over time, as you build it, then you develop and then a lot of people start coming to you. The business gets better. But even when things are going really, really well, there could be a downtime. There could, you know, for whatever reason, things do happen. And there's some things you have no control of, which is why you always have to uh, be on the alert, always have to be innovative. And sometimes you have to shift gears. You got to say, maybe I should focus on this right now instead of that. Um, like with the pandemic, but things changed. A lot of people were that were making money giving talks. They couldn't give mm -hmm. talks anymore because everything was closed down. So they shifted. You know, they maybe it's, a lot of them started online business. Some of them started doing things virtually, and so they, they made changes. So, so you always have to do that in this age because you just never know what may happen. So, one question for you: So, what are the things you do on a daily basis? What are your some of your habits and your routines that you do that help you grow your business? You know that that you know. For someone getting started, they're trying to figure out, you know, I, I want to make sure I don't struggle too much when I get started. I want to, you know, I want to get a little bit of income. So what could what could people do when they get started? What what habits would you recommend? Yeah, so I would recommend um I mean it varies, I would think, depending on what you do. I send I email my mailing list almost every day with what, something that I believe is is useful and going to be of value to them. Um, so basically, I keep I show up very, very consistently with emails, blog posts, YouTube videos um, on social media. I try not to do um, put all my eggs in the social media basket, but I do, you know, I do post there. I do show up on on social media. And so I'm real consistent with, I guess, kind of my daily marketing activities that I just do day in and day out. Um, and I, I can look back and see how that consistency has paid off 
over the years. You know, when I was first showing up and doing Facebook lives every day and just posting the best advice I could think of, um, it wasn't leading directly to a lot of sales, but over time, you know, I started getting noticed and I had somebody invite me and say, Hey Gail, you know, do you want to do an online summit with me and co-host? And so that was um, something that we did three years running that did very well was an online business summit. Um, I love collaboration. So anytime you can collaborate with other people in your industry and share each other's audiences, you'll both reach more people and it doesn't cost either of you more money. Um, so I generally get up, you know, I've got my goals in mind. I make a list for the day. What do I want to accomplish today? And I try to stick to my list. <laughs> uh, things will, things will pop up. I mean, there are always interruptions, especially when you're a mom entrepreneur. So another good idea is to identify, okay, like I made a list, there's 10 things on it, but if I could only get three done, what would those be? And so then, you know, you can kind of prioritize, have that in, in the back of your mind. If everything goes to heck after lunch, what will I be glad I got done? Mm -hmm. And so that will vary from day to day. It could be, you know, following up with your leads and then, um, getting your content out there and then I don't know <laughs> doing some networking so just kind of doing your daily steps really consistently yeah you had a very important point being consistent every single day and showing up and I think that's one mistake I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, make is that they're not consistent they're like oh let's take off a few days and then they have these two or three days where it does a lot of intensity and then they slack off a few days. They go back and forth. And what happens is you lose that momentum. You don't have that compound effect uh, happening. And that's why it, things don't work out. There's a saying that intensity, um, not intensity, um, consistency will always beat intensity in the long run. That's why the tortoise beat the hare. The tortoise was consistent. Yeah. The hare wasn't. So... You're always showing up doing certain things, doing your marketing activities, your daily activities, working on social media, sending stuff to your email list, and a whole bunch of other things. So you're at least doing something every single day. Mm -hmm. And like you said in the beginning, you were doing all these things. You were sharing value, posting videos, blog posts, etc. You didn't get many results in the beginning. But after a while, people started noticing you. People reached out to you. This person reached out to you to do an online summit with her, which was uh, something that worked out well for the both of you. And you've been able to do a whole bunch of collaboration with other people. So uh, I think a lot of people realize the compound effect is very powerful. The thing is, a lot of people don't realize it because in the beginning, you don't see a lot of results. Mm -hmm. And you have to be patient. But if you're, if you're consistent, the compound effect over three months, six months, a year, you're going to start seeing big results, which is what happened to you in your business. You started seeing results because you were consistent day in and day out. And I like the fact you make a list for the day of the things you need to do, your goals. And, and a very important point you brought up, you have two or three things. You, you got to make sure that those are the things you want to knock out, get, get out of the way. Because, you know, things happen. Like I say, you're a mom. Things happen. You have kids. So emergencies come, things happen. So things may happen two o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, oh no, I got to take my kids to the doctor. My kid's sick or whatever. Yeah. But you got those things done early in the morning. You had a productive day. So uh, if you have 10 things you need to do, 
focus on those three things you need to do. And if the other seven don't get done, at least you get those three important things to do. And you feel a sense of accomplishment. And I think that's what the focus needs to be on the most important things that are for your business. Things that income produce activities. Things are going to help you grow. Focus on those things. And it's going to help you so much. I think so many people focus on, I got 12 things I need to do. I only did four of them. I, I feel like a, a failure. No, if you folk, if you did those important things, you got you took care of them, you had a successful day. So I, I I like that. And you know what? When you get rid of the when you do the important things first, the other things um tend to take care of themselves. They're not as you know, they're they're easily taken care of. I think so many people focus on the least important things because they're afraid of doing the big things. But what happens is you're dreading it as the day goes on. If it's four o'clock in the afternoon, it's like saying, Oh no, I gotta do this stuff. And it, 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 it paralyzes you. You take care of it early in the morning. Everything else tends to be a piece of cake. So the very important point. Thanks for bringing those things up. That is uh very important. Actually, um, one thing I do want to ask you is, uh, you talk about this. a lot of people are afraid to take certain actions. They get scared. How do you overcome that fear in taking action on the things you need to take action on? Yeah, you, know, you really do have to just kind of suck it up <laughs> just say you know what I'm scared I'm going to do it anyway I can go on my YouTube channel and see my very first video that I made I think it was in 2014 and it's quite terrible um I think the the information is helpful but the camera angle my voice is almost shaking um but I I just kept kept going and the more you do something you're uncomfortable with you'll be comfortable with that. Um, this morning I went with my mom. We, we do some charity work together and I had to get up and speak in front of a small group of people, a, a, a little live audience, which is, I'm terrified to do that. My, my voice was shaking. I only had to talk for about two minutes. Um, but when I left, I was like, I need to do that more often because I, I feel like that is the key <laughs> to getting past it. And I'm like, then I'm, there's be something else I'm uncomfortable with. And I'm going to go try to do that. So, and I honestly, I get bored if I'm too much in my comfort zone, you know, now I'm pretty good at doing summits. So I'm like, okay, what's next? I've <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah. Comfort zone. Number one is one of the biggest enemies of success. And it does get boring probably because you're comfortable in it. And like you say, you need to get out of the comfort zone. And, and you mentioned, and I could tell you, I, I had the same experience you did. My, I look at my first YouTube video and it was horrible. So, but you know what? You look back and you, you can say, wow, you know, yeah, the information was good, but the way I spoke, I was scared. I was nervous. And you look at the the progress you've made over the years and you realize you're just so much better at this. Like you said, practice uh, just makes all the difference. You keep making the videos, you get better at it. You realize over the years, you've gotten so much better at it. And it's good to show other people, you know, potential prospects, clients. You can, you can say to them, you should do this. Look at me. This is what I was doing eight years ago. And look at me now. I got better because you know what? I, I overcame the fear. I took action and I got better at it. So yeah, the comfort zone is is something you need to get out of. You gave a great example. You just gave a two minute talk in front of an audience. You were a little scared, but you did it, and then you realized I got to do this more often. And it's cause just going to help you grow as a person, help you grow your business more. It's it's the things we fear to do are usually the things we need to do to grow our business. Mm -hmm. And fear has an acronym acronym of false evidence appearing real because most of the things we fear never happen. It's all in our heads. 
most all of the fears we uh, encounter, almost all of them are learned. The only two fears we're born with is the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Every other fear is learned. So if you can take action on most of those fears, you can definitely overcome. So definitely some really good stuff. And uh, one thing I want to ask is, um, now you talk about uh, a scheduled declutter. So why do you, would you recommend that to someone who's getting started in their own business? What are the advantages of doing that? Well, I think that we all have things that we're doing just out of a habit or routine that we could switch up and to have more time to work on our, our bigger, more meaningful goals, whether they're, you know, fitness goals or business goals. Um, so I just, I think it's super interesting to really kind of track where all your time is going for about a week and then start doing some math. When I did this, I, you know, I ran a little errand for my husband every week. I'd go to the bank for him. It was about 20 minutes round trip. Well, when I added up that I'd been doing that 20 minute errand for 15 years, I was like, I've spent, I don't remember exactly, but like six days driving to the bank. All because I was being lazy and didn't want to learn how to use the bank app. So we all have these little things that are probably taking our time where we could be a bit more efficient, a bit more mindful of where our time's going, because I think that's one of the biggest things that holds us back as entrepreneurs. We think, oh, I don't have time to do everything that I need to do to get my business going and to be successful. Well, there may be places where you could find another half an hour and make that YouTube video or um, you know, do those follow-ups. And it, I mean, it can be anywhere. could be getting up a little earlier. It could be, hey, I'm only going to cook dinner twice a week and we're going to have leftovers the other nights. So mm -hmm. there's just all kinds of fun. I think it's fun to look at all these things and kind of try to optimize your life and hack yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, definitely a good point because everyone has the same 24 hours a day, yet there's some people that seem to be doing more with their time. They have better use of their time, more efficient use of their time. And why is it? Because they they decided these are the important things I need to focus on. And these are the things that are wasting my time. You realize that you spend over the course of 15 years, like about six full days going back and forth to the bank. You realize, you know, learn to use the bank app is going to save you a lot of time. Little things like that. You know, I deposit, you know, up until recently, I, I, I would go to the bank and deposit a check. Now I realize I can just do it on the app. I just take a picture. Boom. It deposits a check for me. I was like, that saves so much time. So little things like that, you can find ways to save your time or make productive use of your time. Like sometimes I'm, if I'm in the store, I'm in a long line. You know what? You know, maybe I can message people or maybe I can read a book, you know, do some personal development. You know, even you, even you seem to be in a place where you can't do anything, you can't. You can find something to do. Or maybe you can call a client or two or text a couple potential clients or prospects there. There are ways to make your uh, better use of your time. And one way uh, is to cut down on TV. If you cut down mm -hmm. one hour TV every single day, that's 365 hours more you have to use. People spend a lot of time on TV. The 365 hours is about nine full 40-hour work weeks. So yeah. that's a lot of time you can get back if you just cut down on one hour TV. So yeah, definitely... Find where you can make better use of your time. Be efficient with it. See 
what you could cut down on and what you could focus on. You've been able to do that. And there are definitely some really great ways of doing that. Now, um, next thing I'd like to ask you is like, what are some of the help and support systems that you have in place in your business? Well, I do. I do have a virtual assistant and she is very helpful to me. She works about 10 to 20 hours a week. So that's helped to kind of help. It's really helped me to organize what are the things I should be doing in my business versus what are the things that that I can have somebody else do. Um, So that's always a good thing to look at, like what are the things that only you can do? And then, and you can slowly start to outsource things. You don't have to all at once hire a part-time person, but you could outsource um, maybe even like one-off jobs, like making some images or something like that. So um, that's one area. And then my family, you know, I think a lot of times as moms, we end up just kind of doing everything. it was back in back in 2020, right at the beginning of the year, I realized, you know, I'm having to end my workday every day at 2.30 because the school bus arrives. And I asked my son, I said, hey, or I asked my husband, can you do the after school activities one day a week? Because he's also an entrepreneur. So why this had never occurred to us before, I don't know. <laughs> but he said, you know, I do two days a week. And then all of a sudden I had two days a week where I had four or five more hours freed up to work on my business just because I thought to ask for some help and make a change. And so I think that that goes back to the decluttering your schedule, but just really think about what you're doing and why you're doing it in the way that you're doing it. Because there may just be something that's really logical that we're missing out on. Um, you know, I often outsource my walking around the grocery store and just do the grocery pickup. That's a real easy one. So it added up my grocery shopping hours one time too. And that was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. And you know, focus on the things you can do, the important things, and then you can outsource the rest. Like you said, you may not be able to hire an, uh, a virtual assistant, uh, you may, but you can outsource certain things. And there are plenty of uh, websites that, you know, they, they could do certain jobs. So you just you hire someone doing this job. You know, you have flyers created for you, all kinds of things created for you. And you just pay out for individual jobs. And then the time goes, you can hire to get that virtual assistant. And, you know, you ask for help from your family. Um, and you ask your husband, hey, one day a week, can you pick up the kids at 2.30? Give me a couple t- uh, hours to myself. And he said, he came back being our first thing. I can do two days a week. And now you got four or five extra hours because you asked. So, mm-hmm. and so now you're getting help from your husband. You got a little more time to work on your business and um, everyone's happy. So yeah. And you outsource your grocery shopping. Now you with the pickups. I do that too. Sometimes I'll, uh, I'll, I, I still do grocery shopping, but sometimes I'll just have deliveries come in because I don't have the time to do grocery shopping. Um, there, over here, I'm in the Northeast. We have snow sometimes. Sometimes I show it. Sometimes I say, you know what? I don't have time. I'll just pay someone to do it. It's it's a better use of my time. I could focus on my business and I'll pay. I can, and it's usually a teenage kid who I like is that they're being entrepreneurial. So, you know, I want to support them in their activities. So I'm helping them. They're helping me. Everyone wins. So, yeah, you, you can find little jobs to do. So, you know, shovel the snow for me. I can focus on doing my business. I can talk to clients. And um, yeah, there, there are different ways to 
get that extra time. You just have to be innovative, creative about it. So a lot of times, like you said, you didn't even think about it. You've been doing it for all these years. And he said, one day he said, let me ask my husband. And he said, sure. Little yeah. things like that make a big difference in your business. So do you have any other last uh, minute pieces of, of advice for people who are getting started, who want to be entrepreneurs and want to open their, up their own business? You know, some of the things you recommend, you definitely share some great tips. Do you have any other things you like to share with, with our audience? You know, I just think that everybody's journey is going to look a little bit different. And I'm a big fan of, you know, keep your day job because starting a business from a place of, you know, I have to make this money to pay all my bills immediately is a really stressful place to try to experiment and grow from. So, you know, I think having that balance of having some kind of steady income coming in while you start your your entrepreneurial adventure um is is the way to go at least it was for me <laughs> so you know and there are a lot of people out there saying go all in you have to go all in or you're not fully committed and I don't buy into that at all I, I totally agree with you on that it's 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 very stressful especially you've never been an entrepreneur you have no idea what you're doing you make a lot of mistakes and and I mean, you, you got bills to pay. You got to pay your mortgage. You got to pay your rent. You got to pay your car. And you got all these bills you got to pay. You don't have that steady income coming in the beginning. It can be super, super stressful. So I agree with you. I think for the vast majority of people, it's best to start off part-time, keep the full-time job, get that steady paycheck. And then, you know, you can ease in whether it takes a year, two, three, five, even if it takes seven, eight years, who cares? You're still living that dream, but you still have that uh, that money coming in. And you know, it's a great story. You know, people ask you what you do saying, hey, I, I do this during the day, but, uh, but I'm focused on my uh, building my dream, which I do in the evenings and on the weekends. And lots of people are curious as to what it is. So it's a, it's a great story to share with people. Like you said, it's best to have that income coming in because then um, the, the, the truth is if, if you try to go all in and you don't have the city income and after five, six months, you don't have a lot of money coming in. What's, what happens to most people is they quit and they go back to a regular job anyway. So you may as well just stick with the job and then try to do the entrepreneurial stuff on the side. I agree. That's, I think that is very wise wisdom you share. So really great stuff. Yeah, listen, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you on. You share a lot of great tips, a lot of great golden nuggets. And Gail, before we let you go, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, just um, head over to my website. It's called Elevate with Gail. Gail is spelled G-A-E-L. And um, you can check out my blog and some of the different offerings I have and grab my free ebook on decluttering your schedule. Awesome. Again, Gail, thanks so much for being on the show. Have yourself an amazing day. Me too. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.